This is the Barbecue Central Show podcast being generated from a live recording of the Barbecue Central Show, which airs at thebbqcentralshow.com every Tuesday between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Visit them at thebbqguru.com or call them 800 800- 288-GURU. And by Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit them online at tastylicksbbq.com or call them 800-677-2882. And by Butcher Barbecue, manufacturers of premium injections, rubs, and sauces. Visit them online and take full advantage at butcherbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700 and use keyword Barbecue Brother to receive all the discounts. And by iGrill, manufacturer of Bluetooth-enabled temperature, which is generated and sent to your smart device. You can find out more information by visiting iGrillInc.com. Use promo code CENTRAL to get 15% off your entire order at the iGrill Inc. store. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the country's premier pellet grill manufacturers. Three different sizes to choose from, something to fit in every budget, and find out more by visiting GreenMountainGrills.com. And by CookShack, the country's premier manufacturer of electronic and pellet-driven cookers, servicing the residential, commercial, and competition markets. Visit CookShack.com for more information. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. You should say whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump into the show tonight, two ways to do it. If you want to take advantage, a toll-free call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you'd rather do that, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to know about this particular show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening on the show, in case you don't know. Live under a rock? No problem. Let's remove the weight and get it going with the show roster. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, second Tuesday of every month, brings Meathead Goldwyn back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So he'll be in 914 and 935. We're going to be talking about cold weather cooking and believe you me as you can tell by this uh, toasty hoodie by the way 
Big ups to uh, barbecue food for you. There you go. This uh, hoodie, by the way, is succulent. Very cushy, warm. It is currently like zero outside right now in Cleveland, Ohio, and promises to dip to a toasty two below zero overnight. I actually have a Duraflame heater right to my left, which causes me to enjoy, no matter how cold it is, it's just nice and warm right here right now. Uh, so we got Meathead the first hour, and then we uh, move to the second hour. Two guests slotted for that. Uh, nah, 1014, a good friend of the show, a guy who's got his own webcast on the internet, Sam Zion, or Sam the Cooking Guy. Always enjoy Sam. And helping me close out the show at 1035, big winner in Apopka, Florida this past weekend, the Florida Barbecue Association, Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked, first time to the show. And you can do it as well, 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you are watching the show, do me a solid. Send out a Facebook post or tweet that you're watching the show right now. A couple of different places to check out. Of course, the main website for audio only or audio files, as we like to call them, thebbqcentralshow.com. And then pick the player up at the top right-hand side. If you want to watch the video on your computer or smart device, outdoorcookingchannel.com. And if you have Roku, a kudos to you for the technology upgrade. I'm sure your life has been enhanced in seismic and gargantuan proportions. Uh, go to the Roku app store, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, and then uh, the very first option before you see me and the Barbecue Central Show archives is the Streaming Now option. You can go ahead and watch the show live as it is happening every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes for replays, YouTube. You get the YouTube channel right there. Uh, for video replays, OutdoorCookingChannel.com for replays. Of course, the main website here, the Barbecue Central Show for replays. No reason you should ever miss anything on the show, ever. Now, because my friends at ThermoWorks know that I love them with an undying and unbridled passion, they sent me their newest product in the ThermoWorks products offering portfolio. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you something called the Thermo Pop. How about this? Thermo Pop. Got a handy dandy uh, nerd pencil case, but it's not a pen and it's not a pencil or a writing utensil. It slides right out. You have your uh, typical, you know, probe uh, type situation. Now, here's what's unique about Thermo Pop. Uh, you turn it on here uh, in the back. You got the power on button right there. So you turn that on. And uh, uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. And then here you go. Comes up right. It's a toasty 69 degrees here in the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. Now, so what do we know about thermometers? Well, you stick it in this way, and you can see the temperature. But if you had a piece of meat on the grill and you stick it in this way, well, that 69 looks weird. Or maybe this way. Well, that 69 looks weird. Or maybe you are sticking it in this way. Eep. Okay, so the reading isn't good. So the folks over at ThermoWorks were like, hey, let's rectify this situation ASAFP and make it rotate. Right? So here we are regular. Now watch this. 
Stick it. Hit this back button right there. See, it says, uh, can you see it? Uh, let me see if I can get it focused. It. No, I can't. Hello? 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 No? It's okay. Well, trust me, it says rotate. You can do it left or right handed. Now, watch this. So here it is. We've actually rate. Oh, no, I thought we did. Boom! There it is. How about that? Right side up. Go back to the other way. Boom! Just like that. Right side. Wait. No, I screwed that up. Sorry. There it is. Right side up that way. How about this? Right side up this way. You think it's upside down now, but hold on. I'll fix it. Right side up that. So no matter how you have it, right? You can have it this way. Uh, that's upside down. You can have it this way. Oh, come on. Am I hitting the right button? Here we go. Now it's right side up. Uh, you can have it uh, upside down. You can fix it uh, easily by a couple different clicks. And then you have it that way. And then you can go, uh, again, this way. See, I mean, this is its almost like a thermometer Keras wheel. Now, look. Very front, you can see. Well, you can't really see it because my camera is not focusing very well. Uh, it's also backlit. So you can see that it, even in the, uh, the the darkest of light, which, of course, because I'm under the studio lights, you're not going to be able But take my word for it. Uh, this thing has uh, backlit capabilities, which, of course, I liked with the new backlit uh, Thermapen because, you know, nothing more frustrating than being out in the middle of the night when you're uh, looking to get a cook going. And, well, quite honestly, you can't read the freaking thermometer. So now, because it can read the light, in the new Thermapen with backlight technology, once you open it up, uh, you know, you're off and running. Okay, now hold on a second here. Let me check something. Got to check that email. All right, that's funny. Oh, I lost my uh, thing there. Here we go. So it doesn't come on automatically. Like with the backlit thermopen, uh, there is a sensor in there, and if you, uh, when you eject the thermometer part, it will sense, hey, is there enough light? Is there not enough light? And if there's not enough light, the backlit will come on automatically. Uh, with the thermopop, which comes in a variety of different colors, uh, you will get the option of turning the backlight on right here. And then once you turn it on, well, you can kind of see how it just went on there. See how it's not on, and now it's on. Uh, it will turn on for 10 seconds, and then for battery conservation, if you leave the backlight on, it will turn off. So be aware of that. But, man, just another fun gadget. Of course, uh, everybody knows that I love the uh, the orange stuff. Everything that I have from Thermoworks is that electric orange. And I highly suggest that if you are a thermophile like me, you go to thermoworks.com, pick yourself up one, two, or three thermo pops. And again, uh, you know, handy dandy uh, uh, cooking or uh, storage uh, vessel, so it protects the tip. And then if you got like a little pocket there, you can stick that right on there, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds used to do. So thanks to uh, Jesse Black and out there and all the folks over at ThermoWorks providing great service. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, son of ThermoWorks.com is the website. Uh, quickly, I mentioned at the top of the second hour last week, I mentioned uh, the term Joe Beeland, or the name Joe Beeland, because I said I took Joe Bees. So 50-50 right and wrong. 
I do take Joe B's. I know Joe Beeland, who's the pitmaster of Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew. But I met Joe B, like Blumenstein, who is the founder, owner, creator of Joe B's, which can be found at Joe, like the name J-O-E, and B's, like the insect, B-E-E-S.com. Uh, love them, take them every day. That was a um, mistake on the name, not the product. Joe Beeland has nothing to do with Joe B's, but... Uh, just wanted to, to clarify that because I heard that in the, in the replay after the fact. Uh, folks, let me talk to you about Cook Shack. Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack. Pellet Grill is a smoker and grill in one. It's a stainless steel, 100% wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 600 degrees. It's the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroil technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations and a dry shrink meat. Pellet Grill is able to barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of Pellet Grills, the PG-1000, fully insulated, double wall, roll hood, and superior heat retention. Fuel savings, maximum cooking performance. Then you have the PG-500, two-way swing lid and utensil holder. February 21st, you can save on either model. Now until February 21st, save on either model when you order direct from Cook Shack. It's a sweetheart of a deal promotion. Save 10% off the regular price of the PG-1000 or 500 Receive two additional 20-pound bags of pellets for free. Choose from hickory, fruitwood, or mesquite pellets. A 20-pound bag of pellets can provide more than five times the cooking duration of a charcoal bag. Promo code for this sale is Pellet Love. Pellet Love. Call Cook Shack at 800-423-0698 and speak with one of their friendly sales professionals for more details. The PG500-1000 have many great features, including 784 inches of cooking space, Easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, cast iron cooking grates, direct grill zone option, product killer looking grill uh, looks, uh, oh my lord, killer looking sear marks, nickel plated construction warming drawer, 40 pound cooking pellet capacity and a 30 day money back guarantee. Can't beat that. It's a versatile pellet cooker that adds Full flavor to the recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chickens, steak, desserts, sides, large meat cuts. They can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the wood for an intense, smoky flavor. By cooking with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent and the smoke more flavorful. For recipes on how to, check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel on their cooking guide and website. Take full advantage of Pellet Love promotion now until February 21st. Save big. Call Cook Shack, 800-423-0698, or use, uh, well, and use the uh, code PELLETLOVE, again, now until February 21st. We'll be back with Meathead Goldwyn right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Like, 
All right. We are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com are the uh, two ways to get in touch with me, should you see fit. Of course, we know when this music comes up, it could mean only one thing. Yes, awesome music. Yes, great singer. Obviously, composing skills through the roof. But nevertheless, we race over the hotline and welcome back our monthly friend and contributor, Meathead Goldwood, who looks like he's freezing to death. Meathead, is it going to be all right? Ah, Greg, I'm calling you from Sochi tonight. <laughs> in my rat-infested room where we're going to have barbecue dog. Oh, my, if, I ever, uh, if I ever get over my pink eye. You're my embedded reporter in Sochi, Russia. Ah, and I'm drinking vodka tonight instead of wine. Oddly enough, uh, the room that they have you in in Sochi oddly resembles the room that you usually stay in in Chicago. Yeah, I brought all my furniture with me so wow. I could feel comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's, that, that's it's cool. uh, that's quite a product placement hat that you have on as well. Good for you, me. Yeah, at you. I thought about putting duct tape over it yes. uh, so I wouldn't uh, look too promotional. But well, what, the what can you do? The guy sent me a nice hat. I like it. I wear it a lot. Yeah, it looks very warm. Are, are you uh, not to diverge? But are you a? Uh, I'm dying a, a, in here. Are you well. Olympics follower, or do you not really care yeah, for the Olympics? Yeah, I've been kind of watching it. How can you not? You know, it's fun. Uh, although I got to tell you, you know, I I, I got to confess, it's not the most manly thing, but I do like watching the um, ice skating. But somehow or other, watching these fifteen-year-old girls, and also in the Summer Olympics, the uh, gymnasts. Trying to move like they're sexy. Ooh. It just doesn't work for me. It kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know? I mean, just to be athletic. Now, the, 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 that, that, that 18-year-old Canadian girl, well, she was pretty hot, but uh, I don't know about the 15-year-olds. What? what are you talking about? The 18-year-old Canadian girl? Oh, you didn't watch. Well, you're missing out. I, I mean, I watch, but I, I don't know. I, and then there's all the downhill stuff, and the. Uh, oh, we're not going to talk about the. Actually, USA Today had an article about the uh, derriere shots. Derriere shots, like yeah. in for the skating. Um, the skiers. You know how they're all in those little skin-tight outfits. I don't know how they do that. It must be cold in those things. I don't know. I've never skied did, a day in my life. I wouldn't even the, begin. The, the, the big brouhaha over the um, speed skaters. You know how when they come across the finish line, they unzip their yeah. skin tight suits because they're hot, and then this one girl unzipped and realized she didn't have anything on. Oh come on! That's all over YouTube. Uh, uh, she claimed it was an innocent mistake, but uh, she's now in a YouTube sensation. Yo, I bet she's a sensation in many different ways. Wow, <laughs> how about that? Well, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about. It. My wife is the biggest Olympics fan we had an olympics opening ceremony party on uh, this past it's friday it. oh yes it's very they big. did a good job i thought yeah. it was fun you know i no i mean i don't really like it myself but uh you know she likes it so i like it i enjoy yeah. it happy uh, happy wife happy life. Uh, my wife watches it with me so it's kind of fun to sit down together yeah. and uh, we sit with our laptops and our glasses of wine and watch the Olympics. They don't say a word to each other because that's the way we do it anymore. That's how we have a happy marriage. Hey, I got to tell you, I like my Thermopop. Um, uh, it's cute, and uh, my wife likes it. Uh, she, I don't know, for some reason she likes it better than the um, uh, 
the thermopen? The other thermopen. Then the thermopen, which no is faster. Way. It's two seconds for the thermopen. Yeah. But the thermopop is a quarter of the price. But I got to tell you, Greg. Yep. When you were rotating and you said it, it, the 69 upside down doesn't look right, <laughs> you need to think more about how 69 yeah, works. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> it was it was correct and wrong all at the same time. All right, Meathead. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're um, you know you're Spartan and you're living in your basement with it's yeah. 69 degrees and uh, you're conserving energy uh, as the Carter administration requested us to do so. Yes, that's right. Uh, we always live by the Carter administration, uh, even uh-huh. in 2014. All right, Meathead. Let's get into it. We're talking a couple different subjects tonight. One, boy near and dear to both of our hearts and anybody that pretty much lives in the northeast and midwest portions of the country i don't know even if over the last three or four years i can actually remember a winter that a it has snowed as much as it has and then has been as cold the last four of five tuesdays tuesdays here in the rock and roll hall of fame city have been below zero ambient temperature overnight. Schools have been closed because it's too cold to send the kids to school because you got walkers. So uh, cold weather cooking advice couldn't seem more poignant than it is right now. So where do we start with this? Move to Florida? (laughs) That's a good idea. Yes. Where's where's our friends from the Florida Barbecue Association? Let's call them up and tell them, (laughs) ask them if they got a couch for us. It's brutal out here these days. Oh, and it ditto here in Chicago. Um, I, I wanted to diver, digress just a second before we get into that yeah. um, and tell you about two things that I know. You and I, I got my glasses all tangled up here. Uh, you and yep. I have corresponded with uh, uh, Patio Daddio, John Dawson, yeah. and uh, Robin, and a few others about Bubba's Q. Do you remember Bubba's Q? Well, nobody knows him more than me because he was an ex-Cleveland Brown, yeah. and he he's, his barbecue restaurant is on the west side of Cleveland. The Navon, Ohio. Let me uh, let me give the background on it, and then right. we'll get to the cold weather cooking. But I, I wanted to report on this since All we right. corresponded yes. about tonight's topic. I have finally received my order of Bubba's Q. All right, are you uh, ecstatic? If anybody watches the Shark Tank, yeah, um, it's a fun show. And you know, if anybody wants to start a business and they want to know how to raise capital, this is yep. a real lesson in. Um, Selling yourself um, to the how, devil. How to, how to sell a business concept, what you need to know to get a business concept across right. to the money people. Um, I sat on some uh, similar panels in at Cornell years ago in the uh, uh, business administration department. And uh, it, it, one of the um, contestants a uh, few months ago was a guy. Um, his product was Bubba Q's. Bubba's Q. What was the man's name? Do you know him? It's Al Bubba Baker. Al Bubba Baker, of course, right. I mean, NFL fans will remember Bubba Baker. Played for Cleveland, and I think he also played for Cincinnati. Detroit Lions and, was rookie and, of the year in uh, in defense. Yes, you're right. And he um, he started a bar- barbecue, barbecue, barbecue joint. Yep. And he has perfected, uh, he claimed, and patented, patented a method for extracting bones from slabs of ribs because his wife – didn't like to eat ribs because they were so messy. Guess what, and... Meathead? Go ahead. Time for a new wife. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to touch it. But uh, 
Um, and it, you know, it's, anybody who's cooked ribs knows that if you twist that bone in there after it's thoroughly cooked, you can uh, practically pull it out. Well, I presume that's what he's done. You know, yeah. that's what his patent is, is to cook the meat all the way through. And then he pulls the bones out right. and compresses them and he sells them. Um, this is the label off the package. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, um, uh, let me pump you up here. There you go. There you go. Baby back rib steak, debone steak. Rib steak. He sells it as a steak, uh-huh. and it comes in. And I, you know, I got pictures of it, but I didn't get them to you in time for tonight. But um, I ordered two immediately after uh, the show, um, wow. and they came in finally two months later. Wow! I, I hope the uh, shark who invested in him is aware uh, that they have some production and customer service issues. Um, <laughs> but um, it came in. Uh, eight ounces, both of them in and around the eight ounce weight range, and uh, about the size of a uh, medium size eight ounce ribeye. Uh, all the bones pulled out. If you flip it over, you can see where the bones have come out. All right. The um, membrane is still on there because oh. that is essential to hold the whole thing together. Sure. But it's fully cooked, rubbed, and not much sauce, if any at all. Um, and, um, uh, we, uh, we followed the instructions on the package and, uh, had ourselves a, uh, below average, um, barbecued ribs, steak sandwich, uh, not sandwich, uh, dinner. Um, and I don't think this is going to catch the world on fire. Not based on my experience. Uh, these, they were pretty badly overcooked. We just rewarmed them in the microwave as per instructions. You can warm them in the oven or on the grill, but they were, you know, really barky around the edges and overcooked. And uh, um, I hope that uh, the shark uh, who invested in it didn't put too much money into this product. Well, it was that Damon, what's his name, guy that uh, Is he the guy? did uh, Fubu, and yeah, I think it, yeah. there was a a battle of who was trying to get Al Bubba Baker's uh, buy-in. Uh-huh. And uh, but they were both going to the same. We have to, get, you know, you have to sell the 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 licensing, and, but you got to get a big producer of of pork uh-huh. in order to make uh-huh. this happen. So Which makes a lot of sense well, from a business standpoint. Yes, but yeah. obviously it didn't work because it took two months for you to get it. Well, I was assume it took two months because. He was on national TV, and everybody yeah. had to order Come some, on. like I mean, me. You know, wouldn't you uh, take into account? I mean, I go and eat McRib. You know, yeah. I mean, I got to try. Well, I did once long ago, but and then I took it apart and photographed it. You, so. This isn't filmed live. They have build-up time here. They have time to source the proper people. Uh, they know it's national television. You know, it's going to be potentially a huge hit for everyone that you sign. So it seems odd that. There would have been such a big holdup right off the bat. And then, uh, so how much were these? Geez, you know, I forget. I think they were in the 20 or $30. I forget. Um, for two they, or they for were, each? They were not cheap. Uh, they, they, you know, what you might pay for a slab of ribs in a restaurant or more. Right. I forget. Uh, you know, it's my business, so I just buy whatever is out there. Uh, right. um, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, my not wife, great. who is not a huge fan of eating with her fingers, uh, wasn't <laughs> impressed either. Yeah, so so overall not a great flavor profile and uh, nah, just nah. And Maybe he'll get it straightened out in the future, but um, yeah. uh, if you've got a uh, friend or family member who doesn't like eating ribs with their fingers, this is not going to solve the problem. All right, well, the other thing that we've come to know uh, over our time together, Meathead, is what you 
consider to be a good rib is probably not what the vast majority of the consuming public would consider to be a good rib. So it might be right up their alley, and this guy could be finally moving the hell out of Cleveland. I don't know. I think what the vast majority of the public likes to a good rib is something that's really tender and falls off the bone. The uh, uh, we call it, I call it boil the cue. Yeah. Um, this was the exact polar opposite. It was overcooked and tough. All right. Well, so, so let's forget about barbecue for now. Can I tell uh, you about one more thing before we get into the cold weather topic? If we ever get there, yes. <laughs> we got an hour. Uh, I went to um, Chicago's beautiful Oriental Theater last week and joined about 2,000 people to see Alton Brown live mm-hmm. on stage. The uh, Food Network star is now traveling the country doing a two-hour stand-up. Like Uh, comedy? And it's not bad. Um, If he's coming to your town, he's worth seeing. Um, There are some oddities. He brings a couple of guys with musical instruments from his show, and he plays guitar and sax. Not all that well. Better than Bubba's Barbecue, but... uh, uh, you, you know, he's not a musician, and his songs lyrics are kind of funky and funny, but uh, uh, it's a good show. Um, uh, he's got a lot of farting and belching yeast puppets uh, floating around, and he, he does some fun stuff, and he, he talks at length about his theories and philosophy of food, and uh, um, ah, it was a fun evening. Uh, we enjoyed it, and his crowd was a rabid out yeah. fan crowd. I am a fan. So if you see it coming in your neighborhood, um, it's not cheap, but uh, worth going to. So what is it like? A something like a one man show? Yeah, you say yeah. Stand he says up. he wants to do stuff that they won't let him do on the Food Network, and amongst that is fart jokes. And uh... <laughs> so he's he's doing stand up comedy. Yeah, it's sort of stand up. You know how Alton is. He talks, and there's humor and. Uh, uh, I mean, it's food stuff and it's cooking stuff. And uh-huh. uh, he, he, one of the highlights is he says 10 things he's learned about food. And it's sort of like uh, um, they've got the, a big projection screen over his head and he uh, projects um, uh, almost like a PowerPoint over his head about the 10 things he's learned about food. And, 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 and some of them are very thoughtful and profound. For example, he talked about salt and how important it is in food and yeah. the, all the problems that we hear about too much salt. He says that's with fast food. You've got to salt your food at home. It's not too much. And, you know, he made that point really well and, and powerfully. And then he, there was other funny stuff like about the time that he was judging um, Iron Chef and one of the chefs tried to put trout in the ice cream. Uh, (laughs) and how long it took him to get that taste out of his mouth. Yeah, Fish sorbet, (laughs) thank you for coming. (laughs) All right, right. so look, who cares about what you're doing, Meathead? Let's talk about uh, cold weather cooking. Uh, Ah. It is cold, and there's things that need to be taken into account for the people that enjoy uh, these uh, uh, seasons. And for us here in Cleveland, you know, the longest season is winter. No doubt about it. We get a week of spring. We get a week of fall. We get seven months of winter and, you know, maybe three weeks of summer if we're lucky. So uh, what, can, what do we need to be taking into account here? Well, if, if, if the, the enemy is, of course, cold. Yes. And, and, the re, and rain. 
and snow yes. and sleet and wind. And in many ways, wind is oh. your worst enemy. But what happens is a lot of things happen. And by the way, if you have a ceramic grill or a Kamado, you can go watch the Olympics. Now right. Because Get out. You don't, you don't have this problem. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> which is the, the, the really the strongest point for owning a ceramic or one of those double insulated or any kind of insulated grill, uh, even like a uh, backwoods or something. I mean, the insulated machines don't normally have this problem but um um uh weber smoky mountains and thin metal uh cookers even the pellet smokers run yeah. into these issues oh, yeah. because the heat on the inside warms up the outside but not very effectively because the heat from the outside of the grill or the smoker is immediately wicked away by the cold air. Yeah. So you really need more fuel. I mean, that's the first thing. Uh, if you're not used to cold weather cooking, you've just got to start with more fuel than you had to begin with. Um, wind uh, exacerbates the problem. And one of the issues here is your fuel needs oxygen to burn. And so the air that it's getting is cold air. It's pulling in cold air. So that affects the burn temp. Yeah. So you're not just chilling the outside, but the oxygen being pulled in is also colder, and that lowers the temperature. The other issue you have is the meat is humid, and if you're using like a Smoky Mountain with a water pan or something, that humidity condenses heavily on the inside, and it can even run off the inside. Um, uh, I've, I've seen it just, you know, I lift the lid and the steam comes out and it's running off. It gets all over my clothes. Um, uh, that steam can be a real issue. Um, so that the, 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 the easiest and the best thing is to build some sort of protection and shelter. And I sent you some pictures. of. I asked my Facebook friends, um, how they solve co uh, cold weather. And uh, this is uh, the simplest and uh, most uh, basic is just a, a couple of sheets of plywood. Yeah. Um, they will uh, put a significant damper on the wind, or you can just put it up against the corner of the house. Just be careful if you've got plastic siding or something, and look out for your overhead, the eaves of the house or tree branches. Um, but uh, th it's not really a big problem. But this is a very simple um, basic, throw up a couple of sheets of plywood. Um, the next uh, uh, solution is um, this is, um, is a welder's, a welder's blanket. blanket. Yeah, yeah. Now, I do have an article on my website about this subject with these pictures and more and links to where you can get welder's blankets and other things. But welder's blankets, <coughs> pardon me, <laughs> it's cold. Um, <laughs> welder's blankets. Are, are, are designed to withstand sparks and hot metal, and so they can lay on top of the cooking chamber. In this picture, you can see is an offset uh, smoker, and uh, you want to keep it off of the very hot um, uh, firebox if you can, but welder's blankets can take quite a bit of heat, and it's a good technique, and it will block wind, hold in um, uh, temperature and uh, reduce your fuel and uh, stabilize your cook significantly. And you can also see in this picture that the uh, guy, uh, if I'm looking off to the left, it's because I have two monitors here. Um, the, uh, uh, th this guy is also um, caulked around the door of his um, firebox um, so that he can control the airflow in there. And that's a good idea in hot or cold weather. 
Um, the Wait next ahead. slide. I'm going to stop you right here yeah, because go uh, we've gone a little long. We're going to go uh, do a quick read here for my friend, the uh, official jewelry sponsor of the show, Stephen DeFranco. Look, if it's one thing I know, how many years in a row have you screwed up this thing that is literally coming in a matter of days? Folks, maybe you didn't realize that Friday is Valentine's Day. Well, you've screwed it up for years and years. You have not heeded my advice and gone to stephendefranco.com. That's D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. And taking a look at the inventory, maybe your lady or fella or same-sex lover is a watch guy, gal, or person. Maybe you're looking for diamond rings because you want to make Valentine's Day the day where you make the leap and make a lifetime commitment. Maybe you're just looking for some artisan wood bowls or some Venetian glass jewelry or those uh, Camille-style bracelets, uh, which uh, the Pandora style has made very famous. All of these things can be yours at drastically reduced prices. Don't go to the chain stores. Don't hurry over there and have some guy in a suit that doesn't fit upsell you on a bunch of stuff that you don't need because he's looking to fatten his commission check. We don't want that. Talk to Steve. If you can't go to him in Willoughby, Ohio, call him on the phone, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. He will get on the phone. He owns the joint. So you're talking to the top man when it comes to that particular business. And say, hey, Steve, I'm looking to generate this type of a mood or elicit this type of a reaction. We'll work on the budget. He'll ask you a bunch of different questions. But he's never there to make you do something that you don't feel comfortable with because he wants to keep you not only for this purchase but ongoing, and that's why I really, truly enjoy dealing with Steve when I buy all of my jewelry, whether it be for me or the ladies in my life. And I think you should really check it out, too. Again, stephendefranco.com. That's uh, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. Call him, 440-943-2700. Then ask for Steve when he gets on the phone. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or a sister, that you're ready to uh, make some purchases after uh, you get all the information. He'll take it from there. Steve's a great guy. Plus, on top of all of that, he's a barbecue and a grilling guy as well. He's got the, uh, I believe it's the Ace of Hearts cooker or the, the Good One Smoker, whatever it's called. Uh, so he's a cooker first and then also happens to be in this business trying to help you out. Don't screw up Valentine's Day again like you did last year and the year before. Take the bull by the horns. Get on get on the horn, 440-943-2700, and call Steve right now, and he will take care of you again at stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. More with meathead and cold weather cooking right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back, joined by Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. If you've never been there, you're missing out on a tremendous amount, a, a wealth of information, as it were, when it uh, relates to the topic that we talk about. Uh, Meathead, so we're talking about the cold weather cooking, and we're going through some slides here, and uh, we just saw the welder's blanket. But here's the next one, and, of course, everybody knows what that is. That is a hot water heater uh, insulator thingy. Yes, yeah, and... Uh... By the way, just before we get in there, you know, I like to digress. I was just in your um, you. uh, chat room. I am. I'm not in there, by the way. I know, and I was there the night you announced it, and there was some some serious feedback about uh, people feeling uh, like you had uh, 
uh, dissed them. And there's some good Why? stuff in there. I just went in there. There's a lively discussion going on. Well, first of all, somebody went and checked the price on uh, Bubba's. Yeah. And uh, they're 35 bucks or so for two of the eight-ounce steaks. Holy so that's what I paid for. Christ. Does that include shipping? And they're about eight bones each, uh, eight ounces or something like that. Does that include shipping? I think so. Uh, darn it, I didn't notice that. And That's the other discussion going on is a lot of people are talking about the um, inexpensive uh, uh, Kamados like the, uh, yeah, the, acorn, the acorn and yeah. uh, the Bubba Keg. Yep. And, and, and though the, we, um, Max Good, the guy who tests equipment yep. for me now, yep. full-time. I got a full-time guy testing hardware for me. And by the way, today I just hired a man to test thermometers for us. And we're going to do some pretty right. heavy pounding on thermometers to get um, some real data as to how accurate they are. Wonderful. Um, but um, uh, Mac, Max right now has uh, a Bubba Keg, a Primo, and a Big Green Egg, and he's playing with them side by side in this cold weather. So it'll be interesting to hear what he learns about that. Um, but in any case, uh, you really ought to pay attention to the uh, chat room. I know no. you said that it distracts you. It does. I'm a host, uh, goddammit. This is the age of interactivity, my yes, man. but I am a mental midget, and if something draws my <laughs> attention away, it, it's the guest that suffers. I think my shows I, I have been the you, best you have ever. To, you have to multitask. Of course. Um, so... Um, the uh, hot water heater is a good approach. You got to be careful about insulation hot water heaters, obviously, yeah. because they can catch on fire. On a Weber Smoky Mountain, there's a little bit of risk here because, as you can see, it's sitting on the ground, and um, it, it, that, there, therefore it's close to the um, uh, the, the the firebox or yeah. where the uh, charcoal yeah. is, and so you got to be real careful. Keep an eye on that, and I always keep a fire extinguisher. Um, on my grill deck uh, at all times, ABC, I think, is the ratings. It's rated for all, you know, because grease fires happen. Uh, I have an article in my food safety section where we talk about fire extinguishers and which are the proper ratings. And I keep one around, keep one handy um, in case something goes wrong. Uh, but uh, there are um, special uh, – switch uh, slides, if you would. All right. Ah, this is an. This is a, Is not hot water heater stuff. It's a um, a special um, metallic coated insulation material, and I have a link for it. I forget the brand name right now. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, but it. Um, this guy took an old dog crate and dog crate. just disassembled it, and it's hinged at the edges and built it out of an old dog crate and this insulation material. And as you can see, it hinges and opens and closes, makes easy access. And um, now when you do something like this, you've got to be careful not to obstruct airflow. Oh, I was just going to make that point because yep. if, you, if you go back to that other slide, mm -hmm. and of course this sucks for the people that uh, you know do audio only on the show, which yeah, is about 95% yeah. of people. But look, yeah. if something is hitting the ground, you have to make sure... And I used to know back when I was allowed on the virtual Weber Bullet, uh, people would cut out on the bottom where the vents were uh, to allow the airflow to continue in, but also maintain the uh, the insulation that the the hot water insulation was giving you. So you know, on something like this that we're looking at, I mean, it's closed right to the ground. You got to make sure that you can have air get pulled in there through the bottom. Otherwise, you're kind of screwing yourself, and you don't even know it. Right, and and I just had this discussion with a guy who was building this beautiful, gorgeous outdoor kitchen, and he was going to build into it a little 
alcove for his Weber Smoky Mountain, and uh, there was not going to be adequate airflow, and I had to, you know, alert him to this issue. But, yeah, you want to be careful. Cut out air spaces along the bottom should you do something like this. Make sure there's room for airflow. Yeah, and it's too bad. But I think for those people who come live, they get this benefit because almost always when I'm on the air, I bring with me pictures. Um, yep. It's just a message to those folks listening uh, to the podcast that uh, come on down live. Yeah. Um, this is an, uh, uh, this picture is a gas smoker, um, and he has done a really nice job of cutting out space for the handles and the doors and the hinges. And I just double-checked. The name of the product is called Reflectix, <laughs> R-E-F-L-E-C-T-I-X. And it's um, especially heat-resistant. And I have a link to it and information on my website in the article on cold weather cooking where the listeners can see this uh, and uh, uh, see these same pictures and uh, see the links. This is my favorite. This guy wins the prize for the most ingenuity. He calls it um, Fort Smokey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those who are not watching, um, he has just – gotten his snowplow out and dug a, a trench like World War One through the snow, which is at least five feet high. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the trench, uh, he's carved a little alcove, and there sits his Weber Smoky Mountains surrounded on all five sides by snow. It's great. Uh, yeah, gr- absolutely great. Great great wind blow- break and uh, really clever solution. And then uh, the last one, uh, this guy has a permanent solution, and I, lo- I love this. He's just built a wooden box with a roof with an overhang, and then it's also lined with uh, this Reflectix-type stuff. Yep. And he's put a metal pan at the bottom to catch any coal ash and things that fall through. And uh, that's an all-weather, all-season-type dinghy, which he can use in the summer and the rain and the wind and the snow. And it's on wheels. So he can rotate it so its back faces the wind. Um, Clever solution. Absolutely. Um, um, So you, um, there there are, you know, we're looking at mostly Weber Smoky Mountains here, but they're among the worst problems because it's such a thin metal. Well, look, I when I was, we were talking just about how I had the um, the Olympics party, and part of the the party catering that I did was the chicken wings on my. A grilla, my grilla pellet cooker, and it was freezing frickin' cold out there on uh, Friday night last week. And my, you know, twenty-minute anticipated wing cook at about three seventy-five to four hundred degrees turned into forty-five minutes because that cooker would not get up to temperature because it was wicking away the wind, and it's the it's a piercing wind. So I I literally uh, brought it creeped it into the garage just to get the wind out of it you know then the temperature shoots right up and you know nothing unsafe of course but of course. Uh, it made all the difference in the world and then 15 minutes later everything is fine but if i would have well, left it out there they could still be on there i mean people well, have that, to take that, that, that into little, account 
that little last slide, uh, that little house that that guy built, it's like a little outhouse. Yeah. For those who can't see, he built like a little custom customized outhouse, not much bigger than the Weber Smoky Mountain. That's a great solution. It's just like being in the garage. You can roll it around. And, I mean, you know, it's small for a Smoky Mountain, but you could do something similar for a uh, – a pellet smoker or something like that. Wind is 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 uh, is all. Uh, pro- I don't know. I haven't measured it, but wind is probably just as bad as uh, snow and rain. Uh, uh, it, it's all your enemy. Here's the other thing that people need to take into account when it comes to the cold weather. If you're using um, charcoal or even wood, it's not hot out like it is in the summer, where. I mean, I remember back when I was only cooking on Weber Smoky Mountains, and it was a hot, humid night. I could load that thing up with charcoal. I could literally get 21, 22 hours of burn time, no temperature control systems or nothing. Dialed it in, and it was good to go. You get out in the winter, you have to account for the fact that that fire has to work that much harder to heat the cold air and to keep the same temperature that you had it at in the summer. Now in the winter, you're going to be in for a little refuel, maybe two times if you're not doing yeah. everything that you can to block wind and so forth. Yeah, and, and this is a good time to discuss uh, those of you who use the, me- the minion method who like to put hot coals on top of yeah. cold coals or vice versa, yeah. that it may be time to ditch that. It may be time to just load it up with hot coals. Um I'm still a believer in water in the water pan. We haven't had that discussion here. I know a lot of people over on the Weber Smoky Mountain. I have to hear the story about why you're not allowed over there anymore. Oh, it's a long story. Oh, I have one of these days. You got to tell me. I will. Um, but uh, there's a lot of folks over there who like to put sand or uh, yes, um, other solid uh, foil balls. Materials. Foil balls. Yeah, I you know, uh, water does the heat absorption and radiation very, very well, just like sand will. But the water adds humidity, and it, mm. heat draws mm. humidity out of meat. doesn't really. And, go ahead. It doesn't really add humidity. I mean, it's not boiling water. No, no, but, you know, still, boiling water puts steam in the air, but water starts reaching... Um, uh, escape velocity, if you will, at a lower temperature, closer to 180. It it comes out. It does um, uh, put steam in there, and you know, and you can tell. Just put a pan of water on the uh, stovetop, and don't bring it to a boil. And you can hold a mirror over, it and it'll fog up pretty quickly. Well, look, hey, you go to the shower. You take a shower, um, and uh, that's not boiling hot water. And you come out, and your mirrors are fogged well, up. I, I think it's important to point this out. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that it is putting humidity into the cooker. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is under the impression that uh, using a Weber Smoky Mountain with water or whatever freaking fruit juice you're going to put in there because you think you're all sorts of fancy pants and is going to add or enhance or that's the end-all, be-all of making your brisket juicy and moist, it's completely false. No. You're absolutely right. It's it's not going to make a massive difference, but it's going to make a slight difference. And as we have discussed in previous shows, um, smoke sticks to wet surfaces. So if you're putting moisture onto the surface of your meat, you're making a smoke magnet. But on the other topic you touched on, um, putting fruit juice or beer or um, onions or yeah. other things in there, total waste of money. The 
pers- the, nu- the, the flavor molecules in beer are measured in parts per billion. Compared to the number of flavor molecules in your rub, in your sauce, in the smoke, it's infinitesimally small. You will, in a side-by-side tasting, if you put beer in one and water in the other, you'll never in a million years taste a difference. It makes no difference. It's just a a feel-good thing. That's why I tell people when they're making beer canned chicken, don't be a fool. Dump the beer out and drink it yourself and just replace it. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Right. It's ridiculous. Plus what? the fact that we've talked about beer can chicken. You, you've lined the inside right. of the chicken with right. a metal jacket now, so there's no right. way for moisture to enter the chicken. You know, it's absolutely silly. What other uh, cold weather cooking tips do we need to get in here in the next Gee, that minutes? about covers the best for me. I haven't looked over in the um, um, uh, chat room uh, to see uh, if uh, others have piped up, um, and I know you haven't. Uh, um <laughs> But uh, I, I think that's the, uh, the, the, the main topic here is just beware. You're going to need more fuel. Beware. Moisture is going to um, condense on the side. Beware. Wind is an enemy. Um, and if you can build some sort of shelter or protection or insulation, um, it'll take you a long way. Do you have uh, like a, a new article or anything that you're working on that is soon to be finished that we can be looking and perusing on AmazingRibs.com? Yeah, actually, I did. I published it a couple of weeks ago uh, in the middle of the vortex um, uh, with all the pictures that you showed uh, tonight and more, as well as links to places where you can buy um, welding blankets and reflectics and other insulation materials. Um, so uh, it's uh, called Cold Weather Cooking. And the best place to start my, on my website is a table of contents. All right, uh, Meathead Goldwyn, the creator of AmazingRibs.com. Of course, okay, well, I'm going to be redundant. I was Amazing Ribs. You can find it at AmazingRibs.com. You can get in contact with Meathead, always on there, replying and helping people if you have any questions. And it's a fabulous resource for anything that has to do with this little passion that we so eloquently yeah. adore. Uh, Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we see you at the second Tuesday in, can you believe I'm going to say, the second Tuesday in March. Is that now? Are we not getting into um, uh, New Orleans and Mardi Gras tonight? We're going to do that another time. Your time is over, Mister. I'm time is up. Yeah, you were too busy oh, we messing were around with New Orleans uh, cooking and, bar- oh, and, and no. barbecue shrimp. We oh, don't well. have enough time. We can do that next month. Next month. All right. Well, Mardi Gras is on a Tuesday. That's March fourth. Fat uh, Tuesday. Yeah, that that's too late. Okay, we'll do it another time. Anyhow, next year. Next, next. Year. Make a date. All right, Meathead. <laughs> All thanks right, for coming. Everybody, happy Mardi Gras, and uh, hope you guys thaw out in the north and in the south. Uh, save a couch for us. There he is, Meathead Goldwyn, ladies and gentlemen. Again, amazingribs.com is the website if you want to check them out. Uh, again, lots of great stuff on there for you to check out and try out for yourself. Quickly, I talked to you about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Trusted online retailer of this show, longtime supporter of this show. Uh, I'm typically in uh, pretty frequent contact with Fred Bernardo over there. And uh, as always, wanted me to make sure that you understand that you can get a lot of different cookers over there. Uh, all the Weber products are there. All the Big Green Egg products are there. Uh, Meadow Creek cookers are there. Kamado Joe cookers are there. Um, the Bradley smokers are there. If you're looking for a vessel... A new vessel, an additional vessel, this is the place to go. 
Tasty Licks Barbecue. Now, maybe if you're looking for these rubs and sauces, they keep coming out by the dozens every day. Oak Ridge Brines and Rubs are there. Plowboy stuff, Smoke on Wheels products. Tasty Licks has them all. And, of course, as I just mentioned, Tasty Licks, the Big Green Egg headquarters, including many items you can't get anywhere else for the Big Green Egg. But it's partnering with people, saying, hey, I think this would be a great idea if you did this or if you did that, or let's partner together on this product. And they're specifically made for Fred and the gang over at Tasty Licks. Why wouldn't you go over there and check it out, especially if you have a big green egg? Now he's carrying Harry Sue's chicken rub. He's carrying Tasty Licks. Uh, I'm sorry. He's carrying Tasty Licks rubs and sauces. you got to try those. He's carrying Cosmo's Q and Butcher's Barbecue Injections, the Barbecue Guru, all their associated accessories. He's a Green Mountain Grill dealer as well. He's providing classes to the public. Sometimes pizza classes. Fred, big into pizza. You big enough? I love pizza. I will eat the ass end out of pizza all day long. Attention team. <laughs> Pardon me. Attention teams. Tasty Lakes, your competition headquarters as well. Supplies for competition teams and pans in different sizes, the aluminum trays, the gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make it your one-stop shop. TastyLakesBBQ.com, the place to go. So head on over now. Enjoy those videos that Fred puts up as well. Plenty of them to check out. Don't forget... As I just mentioned previously, Tasty Licks manufactures their own lines of rubs and sauces as well. Got to try those. When you order, drop Fred a line that you heard about him here on this show. Let him know his support of this show is appreciated. Again, TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this and take a quick peek in the second right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Facebook post coming in from Jeffrey Starks. Check out Greg Rempe broadcasting his Barbecue Central radio show live on the Outdoor Cooking Channel. P.S. He's originally from Saratoga Springs, New York. How about that? Jeff lives in Mechanicsville, New York. I, of course, became being originally from the upstates of New York. No, Mechanicsville. My dad used to go to Mechanicsville for work when he was at Kodak, along with such places like Lake Placid, Schenectady, Albany. Shout out, ladies and gentlemen. To the upstate New York people. What's happening? Hopefully you've decided to tune in at Jeff's request. I know I would consider it a personal thank you if you did. Plus, Jeff's taken a picture of, I'm guessing, his uh, computer screen. I don't, maybe he's got Roku. Jeff, are you listening via Roku? Or listening, watching via Roku? That would be even cooler. Like, it wasn't cool enough that you were just uh, outside of my old hometown in Mechanics. Good for you. 
All right, special thanks to Meathead Goldwyn for joining me the past two segments. Admittedly, we diverged a little bit in the front side of the first segment that we were talking. But sometimes you got to talk about the topical stuff. The Olympics, the fact that Meathead is watching 15-year-old butts on the Olympics. Meathead, time and a place, buddy. Time and a place. Uh, you can find his uh, items at AmazingRibs.com. Uh-oh. I got me one of them there feelings. Yeah. Oh, jeez. believe we are closed out at the moment. Encoding, encoding, success. All right, we back on? We're back on. All right. Beautiful. I hope. I hope that didn't just split up my my uh, video stream. I just split up my video stream. Somebody email me, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Let me know that we're uh, that we're still on the video set. Hurry. Uh, we will be coming back uh, shortly for the second hour. I thought this heater would have fixed the... It's freaking cold out, man. I guarantee once spring hits, uh, the connection will be a little bit more solid. Although I didn't see any drop in my uh, regular. Good. All right. Thanks, my man Phil Luswick, for checking in. We're all good. Uh, we're going to step away from the uh, top of the second hour. When we get in, we got Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy. We have Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked. Uh, plus your phone calls and emails if you want to jump in, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your choice if you want to jump in. Um, I'm going to refresh my cocktail, and by cocktail I mean water. I suggest you do the same and get ready for a jam-packed second hour, which we will uh, take into account here in just a few short minutes. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate pinkies for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. 
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. This is the Barbecue Central Show. The show that talks about all things important, important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Recent destination, local destination. Well, I can't. Is it not? Huh? I'm trying to find my damn printer. Network. That's the one I want. Print it. Not. It, it couldn't be any more frustrating, I swear. I should be able to just hook right in and print upstairs and just be done with it for crying out loud. Why does it want to do that? Bastard. Uh, if you're just joining us here for the second hour, you missed a extravagant conversation with one Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. We took into account a lot of things when it has to do with outdoor cooking in the cold. If you are in the Northeast, hell, if you're in uh, Georgia right now, uh, you're suffering from ice and wind and snow and places that typically you wouldn't find this type of brutal winter weather. Bruder, brutal winter weather. But you listen to the show, you're armed with information that's going to allow you to get outside, maybe right now, and smoke a rack of ribs before, uh, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Who knows? Who knows? Amazingribs.com is his website if you want to check him out. Where did I uh, put this thing at? Uh, Coming up on next week's show, if my calendar will allow me to see it. Uh, Come on, get there, get there. I'm telling you, it couldn't be more frustrating with this damn computer. Coming up on the show next week, the prophet of smoked meat himself, Daniel Vaughn, will be on the show. And a competitive barbecue cook, also a barbecue promoter, going for the sophomore year of the Smoking at the Run barbecue competition in Miami, Oklahoma, David Qualls from the American Dream Barbecue team will be joining us. That event coming up next month, uh, a lot of people will use that as their first event of the year. So tune in for those two guests that are locked in currently, and of course we'll have uh, other big-name guests as well, but that's what we have on tap coming up next week, should you find it fit to uh, get into the show. All right, uh, so I was trolling through some news. Uh, This was probably towards the end of last week. And I saw this particular story, and it, it, the, the headline got me, Man Paralyzed When Relatives Tipped Over Portable Toilet in Prank. Right, of course. I mean, that always... I mean, what's more funny than your friends, and in this case, uh, it's this guy's cousin, cousins, So assume you're, maybe you like camping. I don't understand camping myself. But maybe you like camping, getting out there and roughing it in the woods with Sasquatch and so forth. And you're doing whatever it is you do when you camp, and you come across the flat area, and, well, hell, there's a porta potty 
But what's better than that? Nothing. Beats going in the woods or however it is you go to the bathroom when you're in the woods. So you jump in there, and because your cousins, you're out with your cousins, your two cousins, they want to have a little fun and hilarity with you, so they uh, take the pickup truck that you uh, have been riding around in, and they back it up to the door. Funny enough. And then they get out, start banging around on it and hooting and hollering, and you know, because you think something bad's about to happen. Nobody does that typically when you're at the porta potty. Mostly because people that would be banging on the outside of the porta potty in a public place would be looked at as being ridiculous and stupid. But when you're in the woods, anything goes. So uh, these two cousins are banging around and uh, they're pushing the porta potty, you know, back and forth, hither and tarn. Well, what do you think happens? I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, yeah, the worst thing that could happen is it uh, falls over. And that's what happened. That's right. So now this guy is uh, covered in whatever is hanging out in the porta potty. And unless you've never been in a porta potty, which literally you might have be living under a rock, you know there's poop, pee, and uh, spittle. Who knows what else? Toilet paper, various degrees. And whatever else finds its way in. Plus, there's all the sanitary solution that's in there. So, you know, that's just dumping all out all over this guy. Well, that's pretty bad. But gets worse. It seems that in the fun and hilarity that ensued with pushing their cousin over, he snapped his neck and is now a paraplegic. How about that? Is that what they call adding injury to injury instead of insult to injury? Because the fact that you got pushed over in a porta potty and are covered with its contents is bad enough, but the fall or the tip over broke your neck, and now you can't use your arms or your legs or anything pretty much from your shoulders down. Quadriplegic. Wow. So, what does any red blooded American do at that point? Covered in stank and urine. Toilet paper, potty juice, your neck is broke. It's not funny, by the way. It's not. What do you do? Well, if you had use of your arms, you'd probably pull out your pistol and you shoot your cousins dead on the spot. And I don't think anybody would ever arrest you for that. But you can't because you're a quadriplegic because your cousins back the pickup truck to the door and push the porta potty over. And broke your neck while you're covered in poop and pee. Well, it would only seem to make sense to me that you would in turn go right around, hire a lawyer, and sue the porta potty company. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at first blush of the story, I was enraged that this guy who was now the quadriplegic. Thoughts and prayers, by the way. That's In the end, that's terrible. Why wouldn't this guy go after the cousins? Well, as I started to read a little bit more and I could see a little bit better, he did also sue his cousins. But the fact that the guy went after the porta potty company is mind-boggling to me. No less, no less than that, 
They settled out of court to the tune of $5 million. What? I don't know if $5 million is worth losing all control of arms and legs, feet, whatever else. But it's worth the discussion, right? Is $5 million enough for you to take a one-time tumble in a porta potty get covered in all the nasty, and become a quadriplegic if you can collect $5 million. $5 million. I'm still concerned with the fact that the guy found it a good idea to go after the porta potty company. I mean, what did the porta potty company do? The guy saw the porta potty, went into it, and if he just would have done his business and walked out, that would have been fine. But his dumb cousins backed the pickup truck to the door so he can't get out, and they pushed it over. As you read through the article, you'll find that they said, well, it wasn't, uh, the, the guy said, probably wasn't properly anchored to the ground. And that's why I tipped over. Well, okay. I mean, if we want to split the proverbial hairs, was it anchored down? No. Did you tip it over? Yeah. I don't even know if we're talking about the same thing here. If you go into the porta potty and you use it correctly and you walk out, you can still use your arms and legs at this day. You would be $5 million to the poorer, or you would have collected the $5 million gain. But when you push over on purpose the porta potty, I don't know if you can go back to Portisan and say, hey, you didn't anger that thing down right. My cousins were having the time with me. And the thing dumped over. I got poop and pee on me. Also, I'm a quadriplegic. I think $5 million would be sufficient for my turmoil. That's mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. Let me tell you what's not mind-boggling to me. Dave Bosco over Butcher Barbecue. Hell yes. Dave bringing it strong in many different ways. Now, Dave, if you're in the chat room, you vouch for me because people are going to think I'm a liar. On let's see, this came two days ago. So it came yesterday, Monday. I received a package from Butcher Barbecue because Friday I went online because for the big wing cook, I used all of my honey rub that I had left over. So I got on the computers and ordered. A five-pound, is it a five-pound bag? I think it was. Five-pound bag of Butcher Barbecue Honey Rum. Yes! Yes! So I'm good for at least another week. It's my favorite rum. So first of all, shipping was very affordable. We talk about it all the time here. It was $8.50 because my order was uh, up to 55 bucks or less. So it shipped for $8.50. It comes USPS priority. So I put the order in Friday morning. I had it at my door Monday night, ready to go. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. The shipping doesn't bust you up and make you think like you're getting worked over. And it comes to you super quick. So I'm going to be able to use the Butcher Barbecue Rub starting like immediately. And it's going to last me for a good long while. 
you know, make the hurdle jump. Don't buy small. Day's products are fabulous, and he gives you options on a lot of these things to buy in, like, the bigger quantities. You're going to save more and the cost per unit. You're going to save more in the shipping the more you buy, obviously. Uh, any items totaling over $200 ship for free, so that you're not adding any additional cost at that point. I mean, why not give it a try? Plus, you have the injections. You have the sauce, that sweet barbecue sauce. You have the bird booster injection, too, specifically for uh, the poultry. Coming in many different flavors now. So, you know, the biggest complaint about chicken is, it's just chicken. tastes like chicken. It's kind of bland. This gives you the opportunity to not only add three times more moisture into the chicken, flavor, too. So now you can't complain and whine about only having flavor on the skin or just on the outside of the meat from the rub. You can actually push it down into the meat. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Go there right now. Load up. Get to $200 or more and have it shipped for free. Save yourself the headache. ButcherBBQ.com. We're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Which we think is a remedy to cure all the dance floors. It's empty. You want to dance? We got what you want. Jazzy Jeff and Friends, Prince buzzing out with the brand new funk. All right, we are back. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. I think the thing that I wanted Dave to uh, confirm is that I bought it. Like, I doled out my own cash for it. Uh, I'm not one of those hosts that, uh, you know, writes letters to the sponsors. Oh, uh, please uh, send me uh, this stuff or that stuff. If it's good, I'm going to buy it. Sponsor or not, that plays no part in my uh, purchasing ability. I mean, if somebody's just going to, like, send me something, I'm probably not going to say no. But if I'm out of something, I am going to uh, make sure that I am uh, you know, supporting the people that are uh, supporting me, I guess. I don't have any problem buying stuff for my sponsors if I have to. Not, not, not if I have to, because I want to. It's good stuff. If I didn't do this show, knowing what I know now and having tried all these products, there's a lot of stuff that I would go out and buy because I like it and I've incorporated into my uh, you know, regular everyday cooking stuff when it comes to barbecue. We're out to Sam the Cooking Guy right now. He's cutting into his own time. Let me check one more name here. Sam, 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 Sam. Yeah, see, I'm not getting any uh, Skype stuff here. 
Who knows? It could be five degrees over in San Diego. And he could be dealing with a similar issue. Folks, if you have been wondering and wondering when, when, oh, when, who's a jelly bean fan here? Let me tell you who's not a jelly bean fan. Me. Not a jelly bean fan. I don't like them. I don't like them. They're the devil's candy. The biggest name in jelly bean-ism, jelly bean world, is uh, Jelly Bellies. That's like a top-tier jelly bean manufacturer. Are they manufacturing? Yeah, manufacturing. Jelly Belly debuts, if I may, Jelly Belly debuts first beer-flavored jelly bean. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. For more than 100 years, Jelly Belly has been a leading name in the Jelly Belly, uh, I'm sorry, in the Jelly Bean industry with flavors like buttered popcorn, toasted marshmallow, bubble gum, and now beer. Jelly Belly debuted draft beer as its newest flavor on Saturday, while the news comes only one month after its December release of its Tabasco dark chocolate flavor. The latest addition to the Jelly Belly family is one that has been three years in the making. This has been on the radar for three years, beer-flavored jelly beans. It goes on to say, our fans have been asking for a beer jelly bean for years, says Rob Swagan, Jelly Belly's vice president of marketing. This being told to today.com. It took a few years to perfect but we think we got it right. To pay homage to Jelly Belly's German ancestry, the company matched the taste of the candy to Heifeweizen Ale. Heifeweizen Ale? But don't add draft beer jelly beans to the cocktail bar just yet. No, no. The recipe includes top secret ingredients. But I can't tell you, but I can tell you, it contains no alcohol. Ambrose Lee says, Jelly Belly's research and development manager. That was stated in a press release. While the details have some disappointed, others have taken to Twitter to announce their enthusiasm about the new bite-sized treat. Like, for instance, a woman walks into a bar. About time Jelly Belly unveils beer-flavored jelly bean. How did we live without this? How did we live with it? At Chris Bader. (laughs) hashtag draft beer jelly belly weird weirdly good foamy goodness yum how about that so it's getting some positive reaction my question to you is a do you like jelly beans b have you also been yearning for jelly belly beer flavored jelly beans i have to imagine the answer is no i have to imagine that the answer is no. I thought buttered popcorn flavored like back in whenever the hell it was. Oh, see, he did it. Patio Daddio John Dawson did it. I can't believe it. In the subject line, Jelly Bellies, dare I ask, can bacon bellies be far behind? Oh, from my lips. Please, Lord, no. Or as Maria used to say, hmm, was that Maria? 
in West Side Story. Please make it no be true. Please make it no be true. I hope that that does not come to me. That would be... We always talk about on the show, when is uh, is Bacon pushing the boundaries of good taste and where does it end and all this other stuff. Forget that. Bacon jelly bean. There's probably already a bacon jelly bean. The beer jelly bean sounds pretty outrageous to me. Now, while that sounds outrageous to some, the jelly belly thing, this potentially even more outrageous. Husband who covered his wife in barbecue fuel, we call that lighter fluid, and sets fire to her hair after downing two liters of Lambrini, now jailed for 10 years. Thanks for coming. Anthony Tyndall, 46, poured barbecue lighter fluid over his wife Vicky's head. The pair spent the afternoon drinking while they sat and watched television. They had been arguing before Mrs. Tyndall told her husband to shut up. Ooh, wait a second. She went into the kitchen and then felt the lighter fluid running down her back. The next thing she heard was a whoosh, and her entire hair was ablaze. Sheffield Crown Court heard the defi- defendant was not uh, was not previously violent. Those are the bullet points of this thing. I want to go out on a limb and say that this was probably in uh, uh, not Canada, but uh, England. Can you imagine what is going on in your head as a human being? Human being. That you're, first of all, I don't even know what Lambrini is, but it looks like uh, it might be some type of a wine or liqueur or something along those lines. It doesn't look very manly to be drinking all day, but, you know, I guess, you know, hanging out with your wife, that's what she's going to be drinking, and you're a raging alcoholic and you're just going to drink whatever. That might fit into the mix. So you drink uh, two liters of this, which I'm pretty sure I could drink two liters of wine and not be, like, drunk enough where my wife told me to shut up. I think the next best idea would be to grab the bottle of Kingsford lighter fluid and uh, apply that to her hair liberally and then add lit match just to see what happens. I think. I think. That can get ugly. That can burn your freaking hair right off. And if you've never seen hair get lit ablaze, that stuff goes up like dry tinder. Especially on women that use a lot of hair product. You know, the women that use a lot of hair product, that stuff goes up quicker than than this little uh, bug right here. You know, that little bug goes up like quick on the Green, on the, the Green Mountain Grill side, Barbecue Central Show. That thing spins around and catches a fire. That's what it looks like when your hair goes up on fire. Watch it here in just a sec. You'll see it go up. So this is what Mrs. Tyndall's hair looked like. When Mr. Tyndall took offense to her saying, hey, shut up. See, there's her hair on fire right now. Is there no better option when your wife tells you to shut up after you've been arguing? I mean, look, you know you're in an argument. Things are going downhill. You've had two liters of Lambrini. Who hasn't? You're in a little bicker. Ah, shut up, Anthony. 
I'm going to venture that maybe his name was Tony. Shut up, Tony. Then, what? What'd she just say to me? Oh, hell no. And I'm about to be right back. And then go into the garage, pull out the lighter fluid. She's now ventured into the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Who's shutting up now? Who's shutting up now? You are as your hair's on fire. Well, she's probably not shutting up, by the way. Screaming her head off. Oh, my God, my hair is on fire. You've lit my hair on fire. And then you go to jail for 10 years. So hopefully setting her hair on fire, because she told you to shut up during your fight after you were drinking two liters of Lambrini, was worth it. I hope it was worth it. As a matter of fact, I know it was worth it. Adam Pace, we're curious about why you were kicked off the forum. Oh, boy. Adam Pace. Bring it in. I'm not talking about uh, John Dawson. Wait, hair ablaze, sports announcer voice. I think it's a hair overdone, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, John, for contributing. Uh... You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Sam isn't going to show up, and if he did anyway, he only had like five minutes. So I will recount the forum story. Some of you know it. Some of you uh, email the fun and frivolity of the forum story. And uh, here's the bottom line. Back when I got my very first Weber Smoky Mountain, probably, let's see, the show is six years old. Probably eight, nine years old, uh, eight, nine years ago, uh, my wife brought me home the very first Weber Smoky Mountain I ever got for Father's Day. Ends up being the best gift I ever got. I didn't know how to use it. And it came assembled, no instructions or anything. I said, well, that's, I don't, I don't have the first clue. So I attempted to do something on my own. It was bad at best. And I said, well, I don't want to just dump it and, and be done with it, so I would love to know how to really use it. So I Googled around a little bit. you got to remember, this is like nine years ago, so the Internet wasn't like as advanced as it was even now. Technology grows by leaps and bounds. So I found this return on the Googles that said uh, virtualweberbullet.com. I went there, soon found out that it was a forum specifically dedicated to the Weber Smoky Mountain. I was like, oh, my goodness, holy grail. Started uh, signed up, started posting, asking questions, got a lot of great advice, uh, ended up meeting a lot of people, some who have been on this show, some have asked to have been on this show but have declined. And my thirst for knowledge drew more and more questions out of me. And then as I started to garner knowledge and felt that I could contribute back to the newbies that were coming on, I was answering a lot. So I guess the long and the short of it is that I was doing uh, a lot of posting. I guess. There were a lot of other people that had way more posts, uh, posts than me, but you know maybe that there was a, a pecking order of how frequent you could post about barbecue stuff on this particular uh, forum. And then I got a, a message from the guy that runs it. 
said, hey, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, hey, you're posting a lot, a lot. And you're chewing up my bandwidth and it's costing me X amount of money or you're adding to the cost of the site. Could you pipe down a little bit with the questions? Can you back it off? I I was aghast. Because here I am thinking, well, isn't this the point of the form? Interaction, returning visitors. I'm telling people I know about it because I'm, you know, now that I knew how to use it, I was in love with this cooker. I was recommending it to everybody. Got to go to this website to figure out how to do, and there's a lot of great people. I thought I was kind of backpacking people in. And then I was told, back down with all these posts and your cost me money, blah, blah, blah. So that's the story with the virtual web bullet. And I said, you know what? That's ridiculous. I should be able to ask as many questions as I want. And I'm going to start my very own forum. And then that's and literally that is the road pavement of how we came to be here at this very point, at this very night, right here on February 11th, 2014. I started my very own uh, barbecue forum, which was a barbecue for you forum, which then got name transferred into Barbecue Central, which subsequently I sold last year. But during the time of running the forum, I started the Barbecue Central podcast or the Barbecue for You show or podcast, whatever the hell I called it, which you can still find on iTunes. And, uh, then started the live show. Now, uh, six years ago, just this past Thursday, as we talked about on the uh, the show last week. So, I guess, if you look at it in the glasses half-full situation, me getting asked, to, not kicked off, but me being asked to back down on my interactions with the group led to where we are today. So, thank you. That's the story. Typically, stories are a little less anticlimactic, or a little more anticlimactic than you're building it up to be in your head. But to me, at that point in time, when message boards were the rage, the rage, I couldn't believe that the guy who was running the forum told me, you can't talk that much. You talk too much. Shut up. So I did. I took my ball and... Went home in a ceremonial way. That's it. That's the story. Hope you enjoyed. Coming back with Terry McKay. Talk a little bit about the Apopka, Florida contest this past weekend. Uh, thanks to Sam Zion for joining me this past night. Sam Zion, no show. Let me see if I got a text man. I got nothing. Got nothing. Uh-oh. Meathead Goldwyn is... Uh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, I know what this is going to be. You could have had me on. We could have talked about poor boys or whatever. Here it comes. Here it comes. No, nothing. All right, never mind. Uh, folks, if you are considering automatic pit temperature control devices... Why is my microphone coming undone? Bastard. You need to consider the people that have originated the technology. Barbecue Guru. Why would you buy from anybody else? I don't know. 
creators of this, the supreme leaders in automatic temperature control technology. You can visit them on their website, thebbqguru.com. You can also call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. So imagine this. Maybe you're a busy working guy like me or woman, and you don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. What is that? What is is that? Just kind of horrifically scary noise. Like ghosts. You can buy a Barbecue Guru device and enjoy all the benefits that come along with it, like being able to throw on some pork butts or some briskets, a couple slabs of ribs, set the pit temperature you want it to be cooking at, and then the Guru takes care of it all on its own through a series of microprocessors and fans, a bunch of different models to choose from. You have the CyberQ Wi-Fi, which is hugely popular, both in the backyard and on competition circuits. You have the CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX, the PartyQ, which uh, just recently got a facelift. PartyQ is 130 bucks. so for ease of entry into the automatic temperature control device world, this is probably the way to go just to see if you like it. 130 bucks is not that much. Runs on AA batteries. You can move it from cooker to cooker. It's $10 more if you have the Kamado-style cookers because of the damper at the bottom and the special flange that you have to get to fit that. But, you know, once there, I mean, you're up and running, and it can go everywhere that you go. Why wouldn't you give it a try? I don't know. TheBBQGuru.com. Call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Barbecue Guru. A breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we're back with Terry McKay right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, 877-448-0433, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, my next guest uh, just won the Apopka Florida event this past weekend. Let's head on over to the hotline and welcome Terry McKay from Gitter Smoke. Terry, how are you, bud? How you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Terry. Appreciate you making time tonight to uh, talk a little barbecue with me. You know, before we talk about any of that, if I offered you $5 million, Terry, to become a quadriplegic and be pushed over in a porta potty to be covered poop and pee, would you do it? Um, no, I wouldn't take that one, buddy. Are we in the ballpark, though, money-wise? <laughs> no. You're no. Not, yeah, no, no kidding. I was going to say no shit. That would be too, too much of a pun, though. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. All right, uh, so before we get into the contest this past weekend, Terry, maybe a little background about you. Uh, is barbecue something that has you know, always been around you, or is that something that maybe you, you get decided to get into a little bit later in life? Yeah, it, it was later in life. I uh, got into it probably six years ago. Uh, started cooking with a friend um, that had been on the barbecue circuit for a couple of years. Uh, started out washing dishes and... Um, you know, doing, doing, uh, stuff like that. And, um, 
never did think that I was going to ever get into a team on my own. Um, never thought I could afford it. It's just expensive. It just seemed to be so high. Um, but, you know, after a few years, um, just kind of eased into it. I cooked with uh, Walter McDowell, Stump McDowell, um, for a while. Uh, he taught me how, you know, taught me how to pretty much do everything, you know, that it takes to, to get through a contest. Um, and um, cooked with him for about a year and got to a point to where uh, he said, man, you're ready to do this on your own. So he kind of booted me out and gave me a cooker. And three years ago, three or three and a half years ago, I um, uh, started cooking on my own. Let's get her smoked. Did you feel at that point after he said, hey, you've, you've done everything you're going to need to do, you need to kind of turn out on your own and, and, and do it yourself, did you feel ready at that point? Did you feel like you would have amassed the skills and uh, gotten all the, the learning curves down to get out there and do it on your own? No, actually, I really didn't think I was ready. I um, <laughs> went to the first contest, and um, I, I was a little more ready than I thought. I first contest out, I was fourth overall in uh, Stark, Florida, second contest out Haines city um i actually won my second contest on my own and then uh just kind of took off from there you know uh started out had a great first year team of the year and in, in the fba second year did real well won five contests last year and um this year we're getting off to a slower start than we did prior years but um um yeah it's just been been a been awesome you know to be able to do this on my own as a one-man band you know i was going to say do you cook with a team or are you typically just uh, terry mckay out there doing it on your own yeah typically it's just me uh i have uh, had friends from time to time cook with me but 95 percent of the time it's just me let me ask you something about that because i always find it interesting i have teams that are on this show that might have even you know three four five or more or more components on the team and each one is uh, designated certain roles within that organization and from all accounts they seem to be running kind of hand in glove as a well-oiled machine and then you have some other pitmasters uh, like yourself and, and a few other ones that come to mind that are strictly doing it on their own do you find that on your own you need to be perhaps even more laser focused than some of the teams with the other moving parts just because of, of sheer number and inability to, to multitask so much well, I find any time that I've cooked with anybody else and, and split the categories up and done two, usually it's uh, I'll cook two and, and then a, a friend that cooks with me uh, occasionally will cook the other two. I, I'm just bored half the time. It's just not enough. I, I kind of get in a rhythm when I'm cooking by myself and uh, kind of everything falls in place. When you take two categories out of that equation, it, it just it's just not as, not as fun for me. Um, it, I just I just really enjoy the uh, cooking by myself. I do like the um, the KCBS format where you're every 30 minutes. You know, in FBA, we're an hour in between each category, yep. but uh, you find yourself getting a little, um, you know, getting a little side so, sidetracked. Uh, you know, with all that time in between the categories. But I I, I just love cooking on my own. I, I nobody else. If it, screw it up, it's nobody to blame. Um, just just really do enjoy it. All right, Terry, so let's go ahead and take a look back at this past weekend. We're talking with Terry McKay from uh, Get Her Smoked. Uh, this event had uh, big-name teams both in sheer numbers. I mean, there's a lot of teams there, uh, plus a lot of talent as well. In general, how does the cook go for you over the weekend, and was there anything that came up that you didn't really account for? 
No, everything went went smoothly. Uh, we didn't. I didn't think it was a winning cook. I, I thought it was probably a top ten cook. It, it nothing really, nothing wowed me. I mean, it wasn't nothing that really. I said, wow, that's really exceptional. But uh, my chicken's been scoring well here lately. I, I was able to win chicken there. Yep. I won chicken the week before in uh, in Winter Haven, but that that was um, that was probably my thing I felt was the strongest. But everything else was just middle of the road, um, mediocre to me. Um, so I, I guess the judges. I don't know if everybody else just dropped the ball or if I just had an exceptional cook and didn't realize it. Have you found over the years that you've been doing this that when your food is average or you know fair to middling to you that the judges like it more i mean typically when i'm talking to a pit masters what they don't like seems to score well and, and when they do like it it seems to tank that's exactly right that's that's how it happens when when things are right on and everything hits just right like it's supposed to and you think it's the best kick you've had that's when i start to worry um <laughs> that occasionally happens so you win chicken. Uh, is it good to kind of at least get that first call, uh, first category out of the box, kind of build that momentum, knowing that you're you're in it right from Jump Street? Yeah, absolutely. I, I always uh, um, have been a strong. That's been my strong category, and I always like to get you know a top five in that. And when I get a top five in that, you know it's uh, it definitely um, definitely gets you off to a good start and uh, makes you start feel good about the cook, you know and um, I don't get a chicken call, and uh, it's usually a problem. So that's that's my strong category. Terry McKay joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Gitter Smoked. Uh, ribs, you do exceptionally well. Also, third place overall. Um, I'm imagining that uh, you know a lot of these things didn't really taste uh, crazy in your mouth when you got to pork. So you know, second call again. So obviously, feeling really well at that point. When you don't get the call in pork. I'm always curious as to like where the mindset is with uh, the pitmasters. Know a lot of you guys are like super hyper competitive. It's 14th, so you're just kind of out of the top 10. But in that instance, when you don't get the name called, do you think, oh my god, pork just tanked completely, and it could be down towards 70th, or or do you think that it was good enough to be right around that top 10 and you'd be okay overall? Well, I, th- I thought it was good. It, it's uh, my I'm, I've been doing something a little different with it, and it and it's kind of off the wall. And it it um it it could be a hot and cold kind of thing where it could be top ten or it could be in the in the bottom ten, in the lower part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I was worried. There there were two other teams that were that were that were uh, doing real well. And there was three of us kind of fighting it out for the for the uh, grand for the top spot. And uh, when you don't get a call like that, you kind of start to wonder. You start doing the math in your head, and uh, you're thinking, you know, worst case scenario. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it worries you when you don't get a call in that with that many teams, you know. So you get the 14th overall in the pork, and then brisket, you get fourth. Uh, so you're probably right back to feeling pretty good about it. But maybe the the pork is kind of dangling in your head. So as the overalls are being called out, uh, you get closer and closer to, to calling reserve. Do you feel like that when your name isn't called for reserve, you have it in the bag or, or maybe even a little bit before that, or do you think that pork really screwed you and, and now you're jammed up? That, that's what I was thinking because um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're familiar with Uncle Kenny's. Uncle Kenny reserved it. Uh, 
Uncle Kenny had two first place. He first place pork were the perfect score. Yeah. And when they announced that it's the perfect score, you know that a, a two a four a two hundred goes a long way. Um, I mean, when you're when you when you pop out a perfect score, it goes a long way. And then you win, you turn around and win brisket. And then then he's not called. He wasn't called in the top ten. Uh, they get to reserve, and it's either you or Kenny. And and Kenny's a strong, strong cook. And and then you think about, well, what what the hell happened to the pork? And uh, but then 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 it comes through for you. So I mean, you're used to winning. You've you've been team of the year as far as this particular year, just kind of getting out and getting after it. Uh, is it is it a nice win to get because of the amount of teams and the talent was there? Does it help build confidence as you start to roll out the rest of the season? Oh, absolutely. We haven't had a win in a, in a while. And, um, to win this, I mean, I, I thought I could easily possibly top 15 it, you know, get in the top. I would have been thrilled with a top 10. You know, I, I come into the contest thinking a top 10 because there's just so many good teams right now. I mean, we've got, there were 50 teams there that could have won it. You know, uh, it, it's just, Friday night, normally everybody, you know, you'll have teams out, out, out about drinking, you know, you know, just, just having a good time on Friday night, this contest, nobody was out. Everybody had their game face <laughs> on. Everybody was real serious about this. And, uh, that, that makes you think too. You think, man, everybody's they're wanting it as bad as you do. And, uh, um, uh, that they, they're in none of them playing around, you know, on a Friday night. So, so, uh, just, just really makes, makes you cook a little harder, you know? Where do you have targeted next for the next competition, Terry? Oh, uh, we're in Haines City this coming weekend. And the nice thing about Haines City is that's where I got my first win. Then I went back and repeated that the year after. So I won two years in a row. Just had, I really do well in Haines City. They like what, you know, the judges dig what I do there. And uh, I just um, I always have a good feeling going to Haines City when you win two back-to-back years, you know. You know, you've been very successful in the FBA here uh, over the the years that you've been doing this, and you've seen the growth of the organization. Uh, obviously, there's uh, always a lot of talk about KCBS and the fact that they're the biggest and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. At this point, especially how things went down last year, both uh, within the FBA for that team of the year race, I mean, it was neck and neck, literally coming down to the last competition, and then you had KCBS being down in that uh, southeast region going to, to Calhoun, Georgia, which obviously there's a lot of FBA events that are going up into uh, Georgia as well. Do you think that the FBA teams are finally getting the respect from other sanctioning bodies that they deserve now? Yeah, I think uh, fi- uh, finally do. You know, w- w- there's some super strong teams. That w- there, There's teams that could go anywhere. I mean, Dana Hillis with Big Papa's uh, Country Kitchen goes out to Vegas and knocks it knocks it out of the park every time he goes out there. Damon Woolley, I mean, uh, we we really have some strong teams down here. And and like you said, they're, they're, I don't think we've uh, been recognized as that and t- as being so strong until lately. Um, I mean, we're um, uh, there's a bunch of you know you got Rub from Small Boys. I mean, there's some strong strong teams that come out of come out of the South. You know, down here and go anywhere. Rub went all the way to the regions and. In the uh, in the Sam's Club, I mean, um, the the thing is, is we we can a lot of times the a lot of the FBA teams can go anywhere in the country and and still do well, and um, that's not the case 
for the when the KCBS teams come down in this area, um, you know, we we do better in their their backyard than they do in ours, in my opinion. Will you be making a concerted run for team of the year, uh, Terry, or is that something that if it happens, it happens, but you're not going to go out of your way? Yeah, I, I've done it once, and I'm satisfied with that. I'm not going to go. Um, I'm not not going to get in that race. Um, I don't think this year. We'll see. I mean, I had a uh, it uh, really jumped up this past week, or in the last two weeks, I really jumped up in the in the team of the year stuff. But I really don't think I'm going to be able be a be a contender for that. I'm. If I can get in the top five and hover around and hover around in the top five, I'll be satisfied with that. Uh, Terry McKay, the pit master of Gitter Smoked, and uh, just coming out of the old Florida Festival this past weekend in Apopka, Florida, with the win. Terry, really appreciate the time tonight. Continued success, and thanks for coming out. Thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate yeah, it. You got it. There he is. Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked. Perfect timing, by the way, Terry. Way to hit the mark. Love it when a guest hits the mark. You know, nice, concise answers, not over-talking or over-drinking when they're on. Chad, no names, please. No names, please. I was uh, just having a in-depth conversation with the folks over at iGrill. They're very excited about a couple different things. First of all, they got a brand-new product that I should have copy on next week to talk to you about. It's very exciting. Multiple probes, let's say. Multiple probes. Currently, oh, and then there was that huge announcement that they made with Viking. They're going to be included in, like, home uh, ranges, like ovens. The iDevice technology is going to be retrofitted into a whole line of Viking ranges. So if you can afford the Viking stuff, which I would love to, uh, you're going to be very happy with. Uh, so congratulations to iGrill on that. Now, things that I can tell you about right now as it sits, the iGrill Mini is ready to go. iDevicesInc.com slash iGrill. It's $40. iGrill Mini, everything you love about the iGrill. So much more, though. Smart LED that indicates the progression of your temperature. Let you know when you are in and out of temperature range. It's got proximity wake-up to conserve battery. And about 150 hours of battery life. You get all these awesome features in a pocket-sized device at half the price of the original iGrill. It's $39.99 for the iGrill Mini. And it comes with a meat probe and a probe wrap. Now the iGrill magnetically mounts to your grill or smoker. Even comes with an attachable magnet in case you have a ceramic cooker or other non-magnetic surface. little product information on the unit itself. iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer. It pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store and the Google Play Store. You've got about 200 feet of range. You can monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. and gives you the free time to do what you want with the assurance that your food is being cooked perfectly. Go watch the game, have a beer, have four, throw up in the lawn. iGrill's got your food covered. Uh, you can also get the traditional eye grill for $79.99. It's got dual probe capability. You can monitor the temperature of your meat. You can also do the ambient temperature probe thing. iGrillInc.com. Uh, 15% off everything using the promo code CENTRAL. iGrillInc.com. And anything that's over $50 ships for free in the U.S. of it. Doesn't get any better than that. 
So hopefully next week I have new copy to read on the brand new product, maybe a little bit more on the partnership with Viking. Uh, we're back to wrap up the ship right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877 448 0433 Greg at the Well, I don't know what happened here, but I'm not very happy that the what, what do I gotta do? Was it where did it where did it stop at? It stopped at thirteen fifty two. Why did it stop at thirteen fifty two? Nothing more frustrating. Then uh, having the program that's supposed to record the audio for the huge amount of people to get the show on podcast download, uh, not record the show, which is exactly what just happened right there. Thanks for coming. Hi. So now I got to do some backdoor ripping of the sound for uh, for the video. That's all right. That's why we try and be redundant in the recording process, right? 877-448-0433, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, thanks to Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked talking about the big win this past weekend. And again, I mean, this is a guy, Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year winner, won five grand championships last year knows how to win, and uh, at least to me, seems to really appreciate the fact that I was able to get the win this past weekend and get a little uh, momentum rolling. I mean, if you go back and look at the scores, perfect score 200 in Florida Barbecue Association. And if you go back and look at the scores, I mean, I don't know if he scored less than 192 or 193 points or something like that. I mean, he was really bringing the heat when it came to scores. And uh, I think there was a pretty sizable point difference between first and second place as well. I think I would pull up the page that I had for reference, but yeah, I don't have that. But he won. He did. Trust me on that. Otherwise, uh, he wouldn't have been on the show. Uh, also, I don't have any explanation at this point as to uh, what happened to our guest, Sam the Cooking Guy, that should have been around at 10.14. He was confirmed for the show. Man, I had some great stuff to talk about. By the way, $5 million was not a jumping-off point for Terry McKay for getting covered in poop and being a quadriplegic. I don't know. I think you can start the conversation. That's the jump-off number. That's where we can start this conversation. That's probably not where the conversation ends. What's the number? You tell me. What's the number that you would consider getting your neck broke 
in a porta potty and not having use of your arms or legs anymore. What's the number that makes it all right? $100 million? Billion dollars? $50 billion? Maybe there's not a number. That could be one of those things that's not a number. For me, I guarantee not a number. No. I will not take uh, quadriplegia over money, ever. There is not enough money for that to happen. You know why, right? You know why. You know. I know you you probably don't, but you know. Quadriplegic. Everything doesn't work. Everything. Know what I mean? All right, all the way back in the first hour, Meathead joined me. And we talked about, at extent, at extents, how to work, about uh, cold weather grilling. We got into a little bit of the Olympics. We talked about wind breakers when it came to uh, the, the less thick cookers. Weber Smoky Mountains, the char broilers, so forth, char grillers, whatever you call it. Uh, then we uh, also had a conversation with Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked about the Apopka, Florida win this past weekend at the Old Florida Barbecue Contest, whatever. Huge number of teams, by the way, in case you're keeping score. Big show planned for next week, as I said. Daniel Vaughn from Texas Barbecue Monthly is in. And uh, who else is it? Wow. Might as well have another drink because I can't remember a damn thing. It was, uh, oh, David Qualls from uh, Smoking on the Run will be talking about his second year event at Miami, Oklahoma, coming up here uh, in just a few short weeks. So look forward to that. Uh, if you have raw cast iron, season it each and every time. Little Pam, little crystal, little bake back in as it cools down. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.